With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The midday grind. Featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> Serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. in-depth football talk and then 11 o'clock hour Charlie never got to five for Frank so we'll do five for Chuck then we'll have Greg Warren who can't catch a break in terms of the weather I feel bad for him he's the Michael Walker of snow it always happens I feel like when Greg Warren is coming in to promote his show and I feel like it's been about three times now he wasn't in town when the big ice storm hit a couple years ago was he I think he was. In December? Well, he, he lives here be, now, right? It might be him. Yeah, he okay. does live here full-time, but it's when he's local he for his shows. Here. You're saying we're right by where he lives now. But it's the weekends that he has shows scheduled for St. Louis that we tend to have either a big weather event or an advertised big weather event. And that was about a year ago, I think, we were hyping. He said, stop hyping it. This does feel a little different. You're hearing it nationally. You're hearing it. Everyone is talking about how Jim it's going to... Jim coming in town, apparently. Is he? We're screwed. Get him in studio. We're screwed. We're not going to be able to go outside on Monday. Chuck's got a prep zone tonight that has been canceled. Are all the games canceled? Everybody's... We're moving Strickland earlier. What, he can't get home at 4 o'clock? His show's going to be at 1 today. 590 baseball, though. Much acclaimed. Everyone wants it. Hockey Whoa. Sets is playing over it. One and done, I huh? I almost said to you, what's getting bumped at 1 o'clock? <laughs> oh, that's rude. Baseball. Oh, the baseball show. <laughs> We'll talk a lot of baseball this hour. Coveted hour, midday grind. Martin Kilquin, Charlie Marlowe, Sally Hoff here until one. As mentioned, Greg Warren, comedian, coming by at about 1230. All right, Chuck, on Thursdays, the Blues play better. That's my theory. Hoff actually looked it up. It was a Friday thing for a while, though, right? But they're 5-3 and three on Thursday games. You're right, Friday, they're really good. But they tend to play Thursday, Saturday each week. 5-3 and three on Thursdays. Their Saturday record, three, six, and two. Can the Binner Binner get it done in Dallas on Saturday? Got to Re- sit him. Reverse. Don't you think you have to go back to Jake Allen? Got to go back to Jake. Got to go back. Right now, here's the thing. <laughs> Binner right now, too good. You don't want him to get a big head. He's a young guy. He's a rookie. Yep. Keep him in his place. Not only that, send him back to San Antonio. Got to sit him. I do have news. Uh, Greg Warren listening as he's driving into our studio texting in. Good news. His shows are next weekend. Oh, oh nice. So we're not this weekend. We're the worst. So let's just hope it doesn't snow there you next go. Friday. Maybe Greg has altered it where he comes in to see us now 
a week in advance. Therefore, the jinx gets out of the way ahead of time. Love that. Next topic. <laughs> You're done with the blues. That's it. <laughs> no, let's hey. Do, let's do five. Listen, or... go ahead. I mean, Bennington, love it. They're playing better. It's not just him, but hey, they're winning games. You don't have to look too much more into that. You Keep it rolling. You always say, oh, Marty Lowe's a negative. I like storylines. So if Jake Allen doesn't play well and the next guy plays well and then they go back to Jake, he doesn't play well, I love that. Not because I'm rooting against Jake. You're rooting against Jake. It's not back. because I love the negative. It's good for business, Chuck. It's a good story. It's also funny. Don't you feel like this always happens where they say, oh, he's not that big of a prospect. He's 25. He was drafted in 11. He's been down there. And it's always like this guy has no chance. Just give him a chance. You never know in sports what can happen. And again, just so everybody listening knows, nobody's saying this dude is Martin Brodeur. He might be bad on Saturday. I don't care. (laughs) Play him until he's bad. No, Jake has a contract. you got to play the contract. I don't care about that anymore, and I would hope Blues fans who voted what? On our poll yesterday, about 96% to play Jordan Bennington. You play that kid, unless it's a back-to-back, until he's bad. This is professional sports. It's not the garage league. Let's have Barclay decide. I love Barclay, by the way. We can put like two cones out. One says Bennington, one says Allen, and whichever cone he goes to first— is who gets to start that day. You, you lost a tooth, right? Yes. You, oh, Barkley. Are you serious? Lost no, a tooth. Look at, I sent you the screenshot of the tweet. God, do your homework, man. No, look at your Hoff, text. Hoff, sent, <laughs> Hoff <laughs> sent a copy of it to Frank and myself during the show, and all I saw was the puppy. And I'm like, I can't even look at this. Is it really what they're... Oh. Yes, he lost They can do it after tooth. a win. Okay, they're allowed to do it after a win. All right, five for Frank. Instead, it'll be five for Chuck. This is brought to you by Greenville University. Club mix. That's the club mix. This is uh, Spaceman by Hardwell. Did you get a haircut, Chuck? You look neatly quaffed. I did not get a haircut. <gasps> I did trim choice. my beard, though. Maybe you look cleaned up or something. Yeah, I did. Not uh, that you're a slob, but you I comb look, my hair. You look a little cleaned up. All right, you five comb for your hair. <laughs> you're a big boy, aren't you? <laughs> Listen, buddy. <laughs> you always you. do this. This is a tired, another no. tired false narrative. No, you said it. No, listen. Like every backup goalie for the Blues coming up can never be good in the NHL. After every show almost, I go to Gold's Gym and work out. That's the reason I'm dressed like this. You have no excuse. You're dressed like a bum. What are you doing after the show? I'm going to the gym. Okay, we'll see. Are you? That's the plan. Doubt that. It's going to start snowing, and both of you are going to decide not to and go home. No, I have to so that's tonight. my prediction. Right, can I tell you a Larry David story? <laughs> At the gym the other day, and I and I grabbed one of those, like, the... Seven and a half pound dumbbells. No, the wow. ball, the the ball to kind of roll on your back and kind sure. of stretch out. Did you pop it? So I always no, but John Carney told me a story once where he got one of those and it popped. That I'm would like, be hilarious. I mean, that's when you give up working out. Yes. You just stop going. <laughs> I grabbed that exercise ball and I lifted it in the air, just kind of stretch my back. And the area of the gym I was in was a lower ceiling, and I knocked the smoke alarm off, and everybody kind of turned around and just crashes to the ground. And like I have to go to the desk and I say to the guy. I don't want to reattach this. <laughs> if it's Larry David, the building will burn down, right? Yes. So I take the guy, the smoke alarm, and I said, I'm sorry, I just knocked this over. It's a real low ceiling. You probably should have had a higher ceiling. Fix there. your ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> this is not my fault. You swarm them. Why is your ceiling so low? First of all, why are you doing overhead? What are you doing? Overhead stre- presses with a ball are you that weighs. playing with the ball? I don't understand. Two pounds? Why you're stretching, stretching my back out. <laughs> stretching my back. He just threw a Sharpie pen at me. It's true. <laughs> 
All right, five spicy for, today. Five for Frank. Brought to you by Greenville University. In the role of Frank, it is Charlie Marlowe. Let's just start with this, because I saw the movie The Mule last night. Clint Eastwood, who is getting old. What is he, like 85 plus? <sighs> he plays the same role in every movie now. My mom won't go see Clint Eastwood movies. Not a political thing, but because she thinks it's the same character every right. time. Still good, though, man. He's However, 88. it's played out. 88. Played no. out. Okay, oh. hold on a second. No wait. It's the angry old guy no. that started with Grant Torino okay. a while ago. But the character good, he's though. playing in this movie is a real story. It's an old guy that did the drug runs for the cartels in Illinois. He was from Peoria. Love that. But he was an old guy doing it, so he was actually portraying the role of an older person, so it fit. Okay, Million Dollar Baby, Grand Torino, and now this movie. They're not bad movies though. Right? Just because it's the same character. And those movies were better than this one. This one, it's okay. It's a little hokey. Bradley Cooper's in it. 66% I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. You know, it's funny. There's very few people at the theater. And there was a guy that listens to 590 all the time. Talked to him a little bit before. I think this is a lie, but go ahead. 100%. Kim was my witness. Before the show, he's like, God, I love 590. I listen all the time. And so I like to break it down. I like to do a little market research. And he's like, really like you and Frank. And, and, and I'm not a, people love Chuck. I love Chuck. And he's not really but. like, no, I, I just, he said, I really like you and Frank. And I said, and then there's me and Charlie. Because yeah, you guys are good too. You know, it was, it was a little diminished. It's okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. But the only reason I yes, bring it that up. that hour exists as well. The only reason I bring it up. Is it like the baseball show? Loves the baseball. I went through. I did like a market <laughs> survey. And I'm like, okay, your thoughts on the hard line. Your thoughts on Larry, Charlie Tuna, Dino's back. I went through the whole show. The only reason I bring this up, and this is not. To make me look bad, but go ahead. No, keep going. not at all. Not at all. You're my guy. Okay. The only reason I bring it up is because now the movie's over. And I see him again. And he said, what do you think of the movie? And I said, yeah. I go, honestly, I said it's probably like a six or a seven. Wasn't great, but it was pretty good. And he said, I was more interested in this storyline because I went to Bradley and this guy is from Peoria, this old guy that did the drug running. I said, Wait a minute. You went to Bradley? I said, You should be a big Chuck guy. Charlie Marlowe went to Bradley. He goes, He went to Bradley? I'm like, We talk about it every day. Yeah. Now hold on a second. The Bradley University. How old is this guy? I would say he's around my age. So 50 ish? Was he there by himself? No, he was there with a date or a wife. I'm not sure. You can't guess anymore. You've, you've been incorrect when guessing relationships. Interesting. With people. That's yeah, not so. my audience, though. That's no, more it, the, the you and Frank's reason, audience. Ah, there Old you people. Go. It all comes back. Oh, to, ages. To I'm more with the uh, millennials. <laughs> the only reason I young people with a lot to live for. He a lot to live for. Frank and I have nothing to live for. <laughs> hey, the Blues might win the cup this year. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. Anyway, the question is question one. This is still one. Yeah, what's the question? Lap five. Okay. When you are older, can you get away with saying whatever you want? Because yes. in this movie, the portrayal, Clint Eastwood, he says really offensive things to people. And, for example, he just doesn't know any better. So he stops at a rest stop, and he's trying to help these bikers. They have an engine problem on their motorcycle. And he walks over. He's like, hey, fellas, how we doing? And they turn around, and it's a bunch of women. And the lady says, can't you see, Grandpa, we're women? And she said, we're dykes on bikes. That's the phrase she uses. So then he helps him a little bit with the advice. And he walks away. And he doesn't know anybody. He goes, all right, see you, dykes. He just yells. And it's, it's like a comic moment in the movie because he doesn't know any better. But they said it. They said it. And then he repeated and, it. Yeah. So throughout the movie, he says very politically incorrect things. 
because he doesn't know any better. Is that an excuse? Question one. It is an excuse, but I have to say that you can't fight that. And my grandpa is 90 years old. When you grow up in a different time, things were just different. Older people say inappropriate things that you can't say now because the times have changed, though, political correctness and all that. So I don't want to say this is a bad pun that are grandfathered in, but they kind of are because you know you're not going to be able to change them. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have an 84-year-old or a 91-year-old, is it worth like teaching them, hey, grandpa, grandma, you can't say those things anymore? Do you know what I'm saying? They're just kind of set in their way. What's the cutoff then? Because I agree. I, I do agree that I think if you now, hear like a 90 year old say something really offensive, you're just going to overlook it. Somebody 60 old. says something offensive. Right. Or, you're you're going to probably yeah, say something then. What, yeah. what, at what age or what general decade do you just decide they're old, they're going to die soon, who cares? Uh, and then, or do you go up and soon. say, hey, you can't say that, that's wrong? How about this? Okay. I'll quote our guy from yesterday, Frank Bull. His, his famous line adult depends. When you're in adult uh, diapers, that's when it doesn't matter what you say anymore. You're just like the old guy in the corner. Like, like get ah, out of free jail card for That's Grandpa. Slurs. He's nuts. Left in. <laughs> All right, question number two. You are Jake Allen. Be honest. What are you thinking? <sighs> this, this goes back to our do you want to see the guy succeed with the Kelly Bryant Clemson question, with the Mike Matheny, Mike Schilt question. You probably like Jordan Bennington. Nice kid. Do you want him to go in there and play really well? And take your job. I'm sure you want the Blues to win, but human nature. When somebody takes your gig, do you want them to do well? I wouldn't. That's all I'm saying. Those, Would you? Uh, those 11 o'clock ratings, I like to check every once. In a Would you though? To... Come on, it's think, human nature. Right, human nature is you don't want him to play well. I think if you're Jake Allen, you're thinking maybe, and not because Bennington is the answer. I'm not saying that. I think if you're Jake Allen, you're wondering. And thinking to yourself, maybe it's just not going to work here. Maybe I'm just not going to ever really grab this job and hold it forever. Maybe if you're Jake Allen, you're looking at Ben Bishop, you're looking at Carter Hutton, you're looking at it's not you, it's Ryan me. Miller. It's like, Wait, it is maybe me. if I get out of here, maybe oh, okay. I'll play better. And look, I'm not reacting just to two games from Jordan Biddington. Because remember, Chad Johnson had a nice week, and then they put him on waivers. So again, I'm not saying... Jordan Bennington is the second coming. I do think you play him until he does poorly. But also with Jake, how many years are we talking here? Five, six years, whatever it is. It does seem like, and I'm not just reacting to last night, that maybe after this season, would it be better for both parties, both the Blues and Jake Allen, that he could maybe thrive somewhere else? That's all I'm saying. I agree with that. I think we're at a point now where even Doug Armstrong's got to say, this thing is just not, it's just not happening. This keeps opening the door. Every year we open the door for this discussion. And the whole change of scenery thing, I think there's something to that in sports. Sometimes when you're the guy that was looked upon as the high draft pick that was supposed to be the goalie to lead the Blues to the Stanley Cup, and it's been five, six years, whatever it's been, and it hasn't happened, sometimes a change of scenery can be good for both parties. All right, number three, what would be your fashion risk? So Frank got a lot of play for wearing the mock turtleneck. Howard, For some reason, <laughs> and this was during the movie last night, you guys had some exchange back, and I was in it's on the it. the funniest thing. My phone was buzzing. It's my fault. I pulled a strick. Should have turned my phone you off. Should have. Do not disturb. And Kim is like, what's going on over there? I said, well, if Frank wore a mock turtleneck, Howard Richards kind of made fun of him. 
And now Charlie's grabbing funny photos and we're making fun of Frank. It's one thing for us to do it, but when Howard Richards gets involved, Correct. that makes it all the more funnier. It's great how Howard has embraced this. So if you could, and we do typically wear ties on the two foxes, we're very professional. You'll see us on Charter. <laughs> What would you like to wear? Would you want to be the jersey guy? Marshall told me I should always wear jerseys on Sundays. He's, Man, you could be the jersey guy. I like that. The jersey guy. What about, though, my thing is, and I know you talked about this with the whole Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, where, look, you're calling a football game. You're in the booth. Wear a nice collared shirt. Unbutton a couple buttons. Put on the nice pullover sweater or the quarter zip. That's a fine look. This is sports. You're not breaking down politics. It's not that serious. What if you could wear a nice, strong, clean jean, right? Some nice jeans, dark jeans, black shoes, and a sport coat. I think that's a nice look. I wonder if I tried that at Fox 2. Could I get away with that? Because we stand up. You can see our pants. If it was a nice pair of jeans, so that more would, casual. Okay. I also, I like the look. Throw on a nice sport coat, maybe a pocket square, unbutton a button or two. I think that's a very nice, still professional, yet more casual look for sport. Maybe uh, unbuttoned just about halfway down. Jeff Fisher, you usually see his belly button and a lot of uh, chest <laughs> He kind of went to the John Davidson school of unbuttoning. Do you remember when they brought Torrey Holt back for that press conference? Did he did he retire as a Ram? Whatever was it was. Was that another gimmick? Was that on a Monday after they lost 40 to nothing? All I know is this. <laughs> I remember being at that press conference, and Jeff Fisher had just taken over. They bring Torrey Holt back. He either was doing something with the Rams or he was basically coming back to sign the one-day contract, whatever it was. But Jeff Fisher had just taken over as the head coach. So Torrey Holt's at the podium. Jeff Fisher's back there just kind of watching. And I remember Torrey Holt. We can find this tape. He made a joke like, man, Coach Fisher, man, he's cool. Like, look at that shirt. Look how many unbuttons. Look how many buttons are unbuttoned. Is that right? And Jeff Fisher's back there just <laughs> laughing because it's true. He always had the nice jeans, the untucked shirt. Three or four buttons unbuttoned with a nice sport coat. Coach, how come you don't have a, a whistle around your neck? Well, I'm uh, going to Napoli. <laughs> Priorities. All right, number four. All of this brought to you by Greenville University. Greenville.edu. Great place. That town of Greenville. I love that town, but also the university. Less than an hour away. A lot of scholarship opportunities. Make sure you check it out at Greenville.edu. The Chaffetz family, father, son, talking a lot about bringing the NBA to St. Louis. Do you think there's any chance? I love the idea. They want to do whatever they can to help St. Louis. I think it's extremely unlikely. Do you think that they're sincere and they want to actually kick the tires here, or are they just kind of throwing it out there? We got uh, Hoff over this here. This is the okay. So I didn't know if we could. I didn't know housekeeping. We do music and audio, but oh, we yeah, have. We can do it. Wow, we can do music. We're and a audio? big time station here. Wow, the sun is Ross Shapitz, right? Ross Shapitz was on the show with us. The uh, coveted 11 o'clock hour, I believe. Or was he in the noon? I think it was in the 10 o'clock hour. You guys were filling in for Frank that day. Oh, great show. Filling for Frank. It uh, was a great day. You asked him uh, of his, uh, their sincerity level. This is actually something that they are wishing to do. Look, I think we're definitely serious. Uh, you know, we've been in the market for a couple sports teams in the past, uh, NBA specifically. Uh, so I think, you know, we understand what it takes. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of politics around uh, the league and, and new franchises or, or the movement of franchises. Uh, but, you know, I think it's something that we're really excited about. And the feedback that we got from the community that I mentioned earlier uh, is empowering. Uh, and it really encourages to uh, to continue to, to take steps forward. Uh, and the more we get out there, the more we talk about it, the more positive feedback we're getting. Uh, so, you know, it, it's really exciting. Uh, we're excited to, uh, you know, continue to take steps forward. 
um, and, and hopefully bring a, bring a team to uh, St. Louis one day. It's something that, uh, you know, we're really pushing for and we're think that we think we're the right people to help get it done. God, you just got to hope that the, the NBA is a little more sincere or on the up than the NFL when they say, oh, you're doing all the right things. We're just talking with Howard about the NFL. Keep doing what you're doing, St. Louis. Well, we've, we've got a lot of renderings. We've spent millions. Keep doing what you're doing. Schematics. We're good at so those. So let's hope the NBA is sincere when they're telling the Chaffetz family, hey, keep looking into it. But I would think maybe you can move a team before. Pelicans. <sighs> Sacramento. Our Pels. Sac- bring the Kings back home. They were the Kansas City Kings for years. What about our team here on 590 The Fan? We're the home of the Memphis Grizzlies. Bring them all the way home. Unfortunately, you do have to kind of root, just like we always joke around with the Raiders with the Jaguars about kind of stealing somebody else's team since since L.A. stole back our team after we stole their team. And they stole it from Cleveland. Correct. You're kind of rooting for a market to not be able to support a team, both in terms of the fan base and corporate sponsorships. I would say, I mean, what's your percentage? 5%? <sighs> that we ever have an N- that in the next 20 years that we have an NBA team. I'd say 5%. Okay, is- I think that's fair. That's fair. Uh, number five, you're Kyler Murray. You go on NFL, you go on MLB. What would you, Chuck, you are the Heisman Trophy winner. I'll tell what you what, you I do? feel I feel bad for the A's. Why did they do this? Why did they take that risk with a first-round pick? Honestly, they're looking really stupid right now. I think if I'm Kyler Murray, I would try football first. Yeah. Don't you think you can fall back to baseball longer, if, longer if football career, doesn't work? Unless you get mangled playing football. Baseball is probably the safer bet, money-wise. I just think that quarterback money, if he just makes it and gets that one contract as a quarterback, he's good. He's good to go. I'm sure there's an agent or someone in the NFL saying, look at, because before, Jess Samarjo is always the guy you brought up. Like, you know, he made X amount more than an Antonio Bryant, or his yearly salary for a while was equal to that of Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure there's someone going, look at it now. That's no longer the case. Major League Baseball teams were cheapening up. I'm sure there's some sort of labor strife on the near horizon. God, you say that every day. You want to spend two years on some minor league bus going from small town to small town, or you want to play on Monday Night Football. And here's the deal. So what did Kyler Murray get? About $5 million-ish dollars, okay, to be the ninth pick, whatever he was. So I don't know if he can be the, the number one overall pick. Obviously, Cliff Kingsbury, when he was at Texas Tech, said he'd draft him number one, and now they have the number one pick. But if you're Baker Mayfield, if you're the number one or number two or number three pick in the NFL draft, you're getting much more than that $5 million, whatever it is that Kyler Murray's getting. And then again, the risk-reward just to finally to get that second contract and to be paid like a quarterback in the NFL, every quarterback's making $20 million if you're a franchise quarterback. So I would take the risk of going to the NFL first. If you try it for three, four, five years, he's what, 28 all of a sudden? Then you can try baseball. All right, let's do this. We're going to do a quick break. We've got Greg Warren in the studio. Take a break. It's the coveted hour, Chuck. Five for Frank, brought to you by Greenville University. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.